here at A Couple of Pricks, we are ostensibly a funny show. We try and be funny. We try and bring humour to the conversations that we have. But sometimes things happen that just aren't aren't funny at all. And we're, of course, speaking of the massacre at the Dark Knight Rises midnight showing in Aurora, Colorado. I woke up to that news. So it, was, it was just tragic. I just could not believe it. Um, our hearts and, and all our thoughts and prayers, if you do pray, go out to the families and friends. I think enough has actually been said on it. Um, certainly on behalf of Christopher Nolan and, and or on behalf of the crew, Christopher Nolan said some very kind words. Christian Bale said some very kind words. We're not going to make a joke of it. It's a tragedy. I think we should move on. I think we should just acknowledge it, maybe turn the podcast off for a minute, yep. have a think about yep. it, and then ta- come back ta- Take a moment just to, you know, reflect on, you know, the people that you love in your life and the fact try and that, be good people. The fact that we live in one of the luckiest, safest fucking countries in the world. Yeah. 49% gun ownership. Anyway, back to the show. Four seasons in one day Lying in the depths of your imagination Worlds above and worlds below The sun shines on the black clouds Hanging over the domain Even when you're feeling warm The temperature could drop away Like four seasons in one day Here we are. Man, episode nine. Fuck me. It was seems seems like... only last week we did episode eight. <laughs> uh, this this week, of course, this is a very special episode. This is a massive a couple episode. Of this is a huge episode. Massive pricks. Massive pricks. This week. <laughs> Large pricks. Large pricks. Coming to you, recording live from Comic-Con. Live San Diego Comic-Con. This is... It, it's unbelievable. I mean... The, it really is unbelievable. The <laughs> confluence of events that actually led to us being here. Yeah. You know, the phone calls and was in the right place absolutely, at the right time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can tell the story better than and I can. the restraining order was lifted, which was fantastic. So I know, because apparently it's a state thing. Yeah. yeah California's got different rules. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, anyway, but yeah, like it's it's been an absolute, it's been an absolute eye-opening experience. It's been oh, a joy. It's been a, it it's been a thrill. Um, where, where do we start? Hall H. Hall, well, oh, oh, sorry, H. H. Should, yeah, I've been over in America for too long, Hall H. Yeah. And um, how fucking difficult is it to get a good coffee over here? Uh, it is unbelievable. No one knows how to make a coffee. Pick up your fucking game, San Diego. Seriously. You... But I, th- I think American nerds just must not know better. Well, it's clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. So, no, it's... so next year, bring an, ex- an espresso card over. Uh, Gloria Jeans. <laughs> School these books. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and we've been absolutely inundated with with people in and out all day. It's been actually pretty fucking annoying. It has. You know, we, this is about the fourth time oh. we've tried to we tried to get something down. The fucking and every time, some fucking thing. And I know I'm going to say it now, and it's going to happen again. Yeah. There's just a knock on our booth door. Yeah. And someone just popping their fucking head in. Fuck this, me. This is the shit that I'm talking Hang about. On, I'll get this one. I'll get this one. Um, Joss, Joss, we fucking told you we don't care about Avengers two. We don't want to scoop. We don't. Uh, just you're gone. Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm back. Fuck it, Joss again. Oh, 
wants to give us the fucking skinny on, and I'm like, our listeners don't want to know all about Avengers 2. I mean, Avengers... Mm. I suppose we should just reveal that, you know, he is directing He's Avengers 2. So. Well, but is, is that embargo... Like, can we say, can we say that? We can edit it out if we it's can, not right. Yeah, we'll, we'll check with legal. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, if, if that's not, in fact, the case, mm. then none of this will have happened. And it's like, you know, let's just pretend... We're not that we're not here. actually at Comic-Con. That would be a great idea. Yeah. We could just do that. Um, we could just, just, in fact... So, episode nine. Episode here we nine. are. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, here we are, coming to you live from the Nakatomi Ballroom. Yes. The mobile Nakatomi Ballroom. Yes. Um, uh, so, we should just jump straight into news. I think we should. Insert news theme here. All right. um, go for it. Because of my lack of news preparation last week, where I had no news. You thought this so week, fuck it, I'm not going to have any? This week, <laughs> I thought I would have all the news. Yes. I, and I think I have all... I'm looking at my list. Half of this is going to make, make yep. the cut. Yeah. But I did want to start by addressing something that we missed last week. Mm-hmm. Nora Ephron. Passing of Nora oh, Ephron. Oh, yeah. That was... Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, she she was a a phenomenal director. She, you know, she mm-hmm. more or less invented the good romantic comedy, um, proving that it could be smart as well as funny and witty, which is I think a lesson that seems to have been forgotten in every romantic comedy since. Mm. But no, Nora, Nora Ephron, she will be missed. She will be missed, but life goes on. Life for some. For some. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, we should have said, that was pretty rude of us. We should have said something yeah. about that. But anyway, so be it. And if those of you who don't know who Nora Ephron is, just turn off right now. Yeah. Just turn off right now. Or not. Yeah. Or, or not. Keep, keep listening. Yeah. Know. Pull up a Google screen. Yeah. Um, E-P-H-R-O-N? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Wolverine News. Oh. Very good friend of the show, Hugh Jackman, has been flexing his muscles down on the beach of Bondi. Don't know if you've seen the pictures. I have them on my wall. The um, are they the official the pictures official, or the ones that you were able to get with your phone? No, the ones with that were a little bit grainy, but mm-hmm. the telephoto lens came oh. through a treat. He's back into Sydney. He's down at Bondi at the moment. He's uh, getting back into shape because filming starts um, at Fox Studios for Wolverine shortly. He's fresh off his trip, or yeah, I guess his trip. He's he's. Um, He's recently, I think, filming principal photography has wrapped on Les Mis. Yes. And interestingly, I didn't know this, Jessica Biel will play the villain, Viper, and she's due to appear, uh, or she's due to arrive next week sometime. James Mangold, 310 to Yuma, is set mm-hmm. to direct, who's replacing Darren Aronofsky, which is interesting. Yes. Um, and Sony have put out the 23rd July 2013 as a release date. Okay. So they've... they've whether that'll change, whether that'll move. A lot of stuff I read was the the, the reviews for Wolverine, X-Men Origin Wolverine, were less than stellar, but yes. it still made some significant bank. So, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I like the series. I yes. think it was fine. I thought they probably... They, they wasted Gambit as a character in the in Origins. So, we'll see how we go. Yes. So, but they're, and they're also making first the, a sequel to First Class. Apparently, yeah. So how does that... Yeah, do we... I don't know. 
I, just I mean, they're, they're all they're all considered canon, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, and all done by Sony. So, yeah. and they'll continue to do it because they don't ever want the rights to go back to Marvel. Yeah. So it's Spider Man, I expect. Yes. Which is getting some pretty good new reviews. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't get it, or I couldn't get around to, to seeing it this week. But um, anyway, so be it. Yeah. Excellent. I have a quick double, uh, a double fast bender. Uh, we talked last week about Shame, mm-hmm. of course, and in directed by Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. and their previous movie together, Hunger, mm-hmm. obviously also directed by Steve McQueen, starring Michael Fassbender. Fassbender is currently filming another movie with Steve McQueen. The Hunger 2? No, no. Uh, okay. 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. Which seems quite quite an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, having Had I not seen, seen Shame and... Mm-hmm. In the course of that, been given a number of glowing reviews about Hunger. Mm. That this would just be another movie, yeah. but built on that information, yeah, the, the idea of another movie between the two of them, with a more expanded cast and a, yeah. a, a different focus, is actually quite. And what's the? Have we, have we got a premise? What yes. the plot is, or yes, starring Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Ah, of of Sherlock, of Sherlock. Well, and upcoming The Hobbit. Yes, and the you, sequel to your favourite uh, movie of two thousand and nine, Star Trek. Um, <laughs> the the premise. Fuck, I hated that movie. A man living in the deep south. Yep. In the eighteen hundreds, is kidnapped and sold into slavery. Okay. So, so a white man, presumably. Mm. So. Though with Michael Fassbender's you, cock, you could put yeah. him, almost put him in blackface. You could, you could. Yes, yeah, well, St- yeah, Steve McQueen's coloured. Yes, he's a coloured man. So he, um, which always it, it intrigues me, and I know that, I don't I don't think it's racist, but it just it it's so funny that I'm so ingrained with seeing a black man and assuming he's going to speak with an American accent and yeah. ebonics, and then to hear somebody who speak with a with, uh, in the Queens. Yeah, that's very yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, because you, you can kind of, you can see it as a Cockney, you can see like the Cockney, yeah, 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 yeah. but a polished. You know, an Oxford mm. accent. Yeah, just it was just yeah. and interesting. I well, maybe not interestingly, but when I texted you, did you have you seen Fassbender ever give an interview when he's not in character or anything? No, he has a very rakish, quasi-American slash Irish broke. Yeah, um, he sounds like well, not doesn't sound like, but it's like when Christian Bale speaks in his real voice. Mm. It's very jarring compared to the the, the very urbane, um, sophisticated English accent he uses in yes. so many of his movies. Favorite you had you had a double, oh, I, I had a, I, you had a double fast bender double fast bender. We've talked in the, the past couple of episodes about video game mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, it has been revealed mm-hmm. that Michael Fassbender has been signed to play Desmond in an Assassin's Creed movie. Oh, that could work. That could yeah. That's a really yeah. interesting. Now, I'm really interested in how they would do an Assassin's Creed hang on a second isn't Desmond of Iranian or Middle Eastern descent asset descent I think so okay not that it matters but no I mean but but it has been stated as Desmond so fair enough but yeah whether yeah it's whether uh, Kristen Bell comes back for for Lucy yeah who she who she played in the Close the voices in the show. Okay, yeah. an Assassin's so, Creed movie would be interesting. Certainly, I, well, look, I mean, it, it goes without saying. As long as I don't fuck it up. Yeah. The the problem, the only thing with Assassin's Creed is you'll want to do the the uh, the parkour, the the, the running across yeah. the rooftops and stuff. Well, that's 
they kind of did it a little bit with um you haven't seen one of the born the the final born movie but there's a, a great sequence chase through buildings and over mm. rooftops and stuff so maybe if they they and they yeah. did it almost like a steady cam follow yeah. it the whole way so okay. maybe if they do so, something like that well i mean there's the opening the opening chase of casino royale yeah yeah, yeah. was fantastic but this the the what i'm getting at with the assassin's mm. creed is it's hyper real yes. like he leaps out grabs hold with one finger as he's yeah. falling off yeah, it's, yeah. But anyway. so yeah so i mean do they make it a desmond focused story do they do they look at Ezio, altair and connor is the new, the new one, bloke, yeah. um, or is there a new person? It's it's going to be interesting. I, I I could almost see the concept working better as a TV show. Well, that's that's seems to be your um, and not not putting you down, but it seems to be your sort of go to thing. As well, an idea if you've got a big story to tell, yeah. you can tell it in mm. ten or twelve hours on HBO or yep, Showtime. Absolutely, I don't disagree. Mm. I don't disagree at all, and especially I think things using like the Animus mm. would be a good idea. Like they yeah. could you know pops in and out, but. I don't know. Does it, I mean, it always comes into budgets. I mean, yeah. we look at... And, and in fact, that ties in a little bit to my bit of news about the Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones TV show. Yes. Budget constraints with that one. Now, you've obviously seen the finale. Yes. The the war on Blackwater. Everyone goes, So, oh, so the, the 90% of the, the season's budget, presumably. Yeah, pretty much. And even then, it was still pretty... Like, it was okay. But, it, I mean, it's a fucking significant battle. And... You know, look. I think they did well with what they had. Mm-hmm. I was a bit disappointed as a yep. fan of the book and whatnot. But the showrunners have been signed for two more seasons. Yes. So we've, we've, they've already confirmed a season three. Yes. So this is potentially four and five. Okay. Whilst they have, but they they are stressing that it's not guaranteeing that there's going to be the five seasons. No. But given that the viewership it didn't double, but it like it, it increased by a third between second, mm-hmm. first season and second season. Yeah. This thing, this show is going gangbusters. This yes. is going to be huge. And the yeah. third season is the first half of the third book. Yes, yes. So the seasons three and four yeah, will, will be, be book three. Yeah, so. which is a storm of swords for those of you who are reading at home. Yeah. Which is, and then without giving anything away, then I really want to know how they're going to continue on with four and five and six because they're just, they're, they're just big, big, Epic. big books. But look, they did Lord of the Rings on fucking. They managed to find the central story to run through that trilogy in, and do that in yeah a couple in a, three, yeah three three hour films yeah and they they certainly with this series as I've said to you uh, in passing it's now becoming more s- loosely based on mm. like they're doing lots of different stuff which makes it very exciting to watch even as somebody who's read all six books yeah all right to touch on something that you put in on the new Wolverine mm-hmm. movie there have been two villains announced okay for that film um, I don't have the names of the actors to hand but there were no one who I knew the Silver Samurai okay has been named as one of the villains yep um, and I, in fact I can pretty much tell you exactly who that's going to be Tadeshi Sadaka who was he was in the Japanese Ring series but he was also in Last Samurai he's the one that beat the fuck out of Tom Cruise in the rain Mm-hmm. Who's teaching him swordplay? I'm pretty sure that's him. Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiro- yeah. yeah, so if we could just cut that out to back going Hiroyuki Sonata, that'd be great. I don't know, Takeshi. Unless I'm thinking beat Takashi. Or essentially, I'm just being a racist cunt and not getting any Japanese names right. I can't tell them apart. No, fucking, they all look the same to me. Yeah. And Will Yun Lee yep. as a Yakuza lord. Yeah. Kenyushu Harada. Okay. Is the. Is a character, okay. but uh, yeah, and the so, Silver Samurai. So there's going to be three. 
because there's Viper, yes. who's a member of Hydra, and that's Jessica Biel, and then yes. they've got... Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Silver Samurai's a good character. He's a bit ambivalent. He's yeah. a bit... Is yeah. he, isn't he, is he, isn't he? Yeah, so he could be, yeah, the, like the Catwoman. Mm. So, and then uh, there's no... Nothing's been said about how large a role this Yakuza Lord will have. Yeah. He might just be a, a peripheral... Absolutely. Well, if he's going to Japan, which he is, then he's going to deal with the hand, and the hand are, you know, all the ninjas and whatnot, all sort of business. Yeah. Um, am I right that it is the guy from Last Samurai and the Ring series? Because at least... Yes, I am. I'd love to think at least I got something fucking right, and I did. Yes. I love it. Also, he's in 47 Ronin, which... Ah. Where, yeah. you know... Which, where... Yeah. Where, let the less said yeah. about Fuck Michael Bay. Fuck Michael Bay. Mm. In unnecessary sequel news, my favourite fucking segment, there is... Well, actually, one of these is unnecessary. Mm. One of them I'm potentially hopeful about. Independence Day 2 and 3. Bless. (sighs) Yep, they're being being made. No word on if it's going to, again, be a Will Smith thing or whether it's going to be some sort of continuation or mm. or what's going on there but they are things that are coming people be ready and fuck Roland Emmerich fuck Roland Emmerich mm. doesn't roll off the tongue anywhere near as well does it and fuck Roland Emmerich yeah the, the, mm. the fuck Michael Bay just yeah it's just punchy it works yeah yeah, yeah. but in hopeful news mm. in an IP that hopefully hasn't been completely raped by the fucking Richard Dean Anderson TV show and the 18 other fucking spin-offs. Mm. A new Stargate film. Okay. Now, I really enjoyed Stargate. Yeah. The movie with Kurt Russell yeah. and David Spader. David Spader? Yes. James Spader. James Spader. Yep. I thought that was a really good movie. I had no interest in any of the TV shows and I don't believe I've ever knowingly watched an episode yeah. of, you know, Stargate, Atlantis, SG-1, fucking whatever. Yeah. The last one that got cancelled actually seemed to be good. Yeah. Um, on the little bits that I saw, I get the feeling that that was a, and there's probably a word for it, and if not, we'll make one up. You know how Die Hard 3 was originally not a Die Hard film? Ah, uh, yeah. And then they made it a Die Hard film. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing happened with Battleship. It was a alien action movie that they decided to co-opt Battleship into it. Yeah. I think it was a really good concept for a TV show that they decided to badge as a Stargate mm-hmm. thing. Mm. That's my thought. But yeah, there right. we go. But a new Stargate film, does it need to have Kurt Russell in it? You'd like to think so. Yeah. Because Kurt Russell. Well, it'd be like to be Kurt Russell going back yeah. to James Spader. But anyway, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, it, uh, presumably, it will, though, follow the Stargate TV shows because they've just got gangbusters. Yeah. But that's a shame. But anyway, your mate... Your your very special friend. Oh oh good. Who who could this be? Uh, the Rock. Oh. Um, is to play D- Dwayne. <laughs> you and Dwizzle is to play DC anti-hero Lobo. The actor has confirmed uh, this rumor on his Twitter account. Okay. Which means they're gonna. Now, have you ever read or no, seen about that's, Lobo? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not aware of Lobo. He's in like the a. He's a uh, alien. Well, he isn't like a. He is. He's an alien biker bounty hunter anti-hero sort of dude and, and he's he's pretty fucking ugly powerful mm. dude I th- I'm trying to think of who we who we went up against 
um, to sort of give you, you know, how they rank them against that. He, yeah, yeah. he basically smashed the fuck out of Wolverine in about three seconds, and I think okay. he gives Supes a bit of a run for his money. It was a, I, I can't remember the name of the, the print, but it's a sort of an offshoot of... Am I, am I completely... Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, they do cro- a lot of crossovers. Okay. Yeah, you know, you're 100% right. Wolverine is Marvel, and yeah, was, Superman is DC. Um, but but Lolo do, does crossover. Yeah, okay. they does because he's kind of like in an imprint comic that's mm-hmm. attached to DC. Okay. No rumors really on anything else other than that. The fact that like, I like The Rock. Yeah. The Lobo has a fairly small but dedicated hardcore following, and I reckon the fanboys around the world are crying that The yeah. Rock has been cast as Lobo. Yeah. But so be it. Interesting. While we're talking about The Rock, heard the other day, um, actually in the Hollywood Babylon, was the yeah. first one that I'd listened to in ages fourth highest paid actor in Hollywood last year wow I haven't listened definitely to definitely four or five definitely fucking up there fuck that's bizarre yeah and let, I mean Journey to the Centre of the Earth 2 or whatever it was was ridiculously profitable if you had a cut of that maybe but I don't know weren't they Will Ferrell movies Race not to the which, second one Race to Which Mountain was the drop wasn't it yeah no I, Will no, he did the, the sequel was he Journey okay. to the Forbidden Planet I who cares? Some Fuck, Disney. That's, that seems interesting. But that's that's huge. Yeah. Oh. In in the thirty mils. Yeah. Um, there you go. The also on that list, good friend of the show, Tom Cruise. Yeah. At number one. Yeah, of course. Eighty one million dollars or something. The next person down, who's I can't remember who it was, thirty five. <laughs> wow. So. Fuck. That's the thirty five million compared to eighty one. That's like Scientology's cut of of Tom's pay. So yeah. Pay yeah. Rate, Yes, maybe the second highest paid person in Hollywood was... David Miscavige. <laughs> uh, are we going to have to edit that out? Those fucking Scientology people. Well... Litigious. They are. Litigious cunts. They are. In, again, some video game news. Mm-hmm. A game that I haven't played, because um, I don't have a, a PlayStation, but it's a huge series, has a lot, a huge following, is God of War. Oh, okay, yep. The writers, of, one of the writers of Pacific Rim, the Benicio del Toro, Guillermo. What the fuck is wrong? I don't me? know. <laughs> but wow. This is like one of the, this. People listen in for this. <laughs> I yes, just guarantee so it. Let's see which name Nathan's gonna <laughs> fuck up today. For, the, uh, for those playing the A Couple of Bricks home game, <laughs> available at all good toy stores. <laughs> Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, fuck you, Pacific. Flippio. If it for real. Can you hear me in the back? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Guillermo's movie, Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, it's writing got it. You know, fuck your news? Uh Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel, item forty seven. It's a short film. Although apparently um, my phone has auto-corrected that to a shirt film. Okay. So fortunately not a shit film, but it's a short film that accompanies the release of Marvel's Avengers Assemble Blu-ray. These these short films, or this is, comes building on the shorts. The funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer and the consultant, which were on the Captain America disc. Yeah. Item um, forty-seven and Thor. And Thor, yes. Um, and item forty-seven sees a young couple use an alien weapon left over from the big fight in New York City. Mm. I just think it's sort of interesting yeah. that they're, they're going out of their way to Jesse Bradford. I don't know if you remember him. He was the obnoxious little intern in the wing in the West Wing oh yes yes um, he's I think he's the male lead in it so okay. that's it's yeah. just interesting that they're doing that sort of yeah. stuff because some of those little shorts were really really good mm. um, yeah yeah the, the funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer and there was there was one that had 
Tony Stark in it. Okay. As well, the the consultant. Yep. I think it was. Yeah. What was yeah, the I second one? That was the consultant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really quite fun little okay. just things on the. Have you watched either of them? No. No, I will now though. I'll go and find them. And well, I was going to. Well, after you mentioned that massive box set, yes. I'm loath to go and buy Thor and and Captain America and stuff yeah. on Blu-ray. I probably wouldn't buy Blu- Captain America anyway because I was kind of a bit bored in that yeah. movie. But but if it comes in the box, eh, you know, as I often say to my wife, if it comes in the box. That's right. In super exciting, what we've and and we've talked about this before, and until it happens, until I have finished watching it, I am not going to believe it. Jason Bateman yep. has said that new episodes of Arrested Development will start filming in four weeks. That was a week ago he said that, so three weeks. Again, until I have finished watching yep. it, I will not believe it. Yep. But, oh my God. Yeah, oh, finally. Fucking finally. But to what end, though? I mean, surely they're not hoping to re- resurrect the series. Everyone's moved on to, to bigger and better things. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I want to see this you yes. know, more than I want to see my daughter graduate school. But, yeah. you know. Well, if when we talked about it and the, the way it's being delivered through Netflix, mm. as the, maybe they want it. They know it's going to be huge. Mm. Maybe they're just banking on it, kicking off their them as a content producer. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong his new flick After Earth um, it's not Shyamalan Ding Dong for those of us who don't know but I could never say his last name the fuckwit that gave us Unbreakable and Signs uh, Jaden Smith vehicle basically Will Smith trying to launch his son into the stratosphere After Earth it's about a spacecraft that has crash landed into Earth after Earth has been destroyed by some future event I'm marking this one as completely uninterested. Mm. Shyamalan Ding Dong does nothing for me. I liked Unbreakable. I thought yeah. Unbreakable was pretty cool. I thought Sixth Sense, obviously, and I didn't he, hate Signs. But... He's just, he, but he's just gone consistently downhill, hasn't he? Oh, the happening. What? No. Anyway, it's such a yeah. fucking. So, yeah, I think pretty soon he'll be uh, he'll be racing Uwe Boll as the <laughs> as, as the director to to not ever watch. Yep. Darren Aronofsky. Mm. Making the the Noah movie. Yeah, have you seen the pick? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, building an actual fucking ark out of gopher wood. Fuck me. That's that's just, a massive thing. That's that's up there with your mate building the Titanic, the three quarter scale yeah. Titanic. It's just fucking impressive. Oh, it is. And um, the, I mean, as we said, this movie we'll go and see because it's Aronofsky. Yeah, to see what's what he's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's um, building an actual arc out of, you know, you know presumably, he's, is he making it 40 spans or 40 cubits or whatever the yeah, crazy yeah, ass... However many cubits. It was a lot of cubits, Yeah, cubits it? and spans and... Fucking, I just remember it was made out of gopher wood. Anyway. Do you know how, how hard it is to compress a gopher into into something solid? Exactly. Yeah, because they and they're, well, how hard it is to catch the little motherfuckers? Oh. Did you ever anyone ever seen Caddyshack? I know. Benicio del Toro's brother Guillermo del Toro uh, is desperate. Fuck you. <laughs> is desperate to complete the Hellboy trilogy. Okay. Uh, Ron Perlman's on board. Mm-hmm. It appears that Ron Perlman's Make a Wish thing has spurred Guillermo to go. Well, hang on, fucking, we've, I've still got a story to tell. Universal, however, who bought the rights of Columbia Pictures, is fairly 
uh, lackluster in their support, uh, simply because the movies, the Hellboy trilogy, kind of, re- oh, sorry, Hellboy movies, kind of did fucking shit at the movies. So, mm. anyway, and the old box office. So that's interesting. I'll see it for completeness, but I wasn't a huge fan of the first Hellboy. I liked the second one more than the third one. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Okay. Josh Trank, mm-hmm. director of the the low-budget but well-lauded and yet to be seen by Nathan Chronicle. Good, good flick. Good flick. Very well yeah. done, movie. Has been confirmed as the director of the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, fuck's sake. Because we can... Yeah. Fucking hell. Reboots. Hollywood has no... They, they have no new ideas. No. It's remakes and, and... Or reboots. Fucking remakes and sequels. Yeah. That's all you fucking... Mm. Yeah. Fuck um, Michael Bay. Fuck Michael Bay. The Daredevil reboot... Oh, now, see, I'm interested in that. <laughs> ...has lost its director <laughs> and could be moving into development hell. Yeah. Fuck Which Michael is a shame. Bay. Fuck Michael Bay. Who was the ass clown that directed that fucking abortion? Oh. Because I, I, as a Alan concept, <laughs> as a concept, I thought the Daredevil movie, and I think as a concept, Daredevil is a great fucking character. But for fuck's sake, they they just really, really, really screwed the pooch with that. Yeah, Affleck looked fucking ridiculous. That the fight scenes between him and where they're leaping around on the playground equipment and stuff. Just look fucking god-awful. Uh, Mark Stephen Johnson of was the director of Daredevil. And he's done... Daredevil. Excellent. Oh, and Ghost Rider, I see. Oh, let's see. So, he, <laughs> so, so the new Spielberg, oh, clearly... Fucking hell. Uh, he wrote Ghost Rider. What a dickbag. Wrote and directed Ghost Rider and Daredevil. Dick bag. Anyway, fuck it. Because to, to me, Daredevil is a very interesting character. Oh yeah. Um, and and as a bit of a fucking martial arts buff that I am, I I like the the chopsarkiness of him all, and and I just think it was a fucking wasted 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 opportunity with bullshit. It was, it's as every comic book nerd and whatnot feared in the world. It's comic book movies done badly, mm. um, and then so which is why everyone held their breath for Avengers. And Iron Man has has led the way. Yeah. As this is how you should get get fucking nerds who have a respect for the material to direct the yeah. shit. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Iron Man. Oh yes. Have and I all I will simply say this: Robert Downey Jr. knows how to make an entrance. Oh, that was just fucking awesome. His entrance to Hall H at the San Diego Comic Con. He's he's a fucking rock star. Google it, people. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., entrance to San Diego Comic-Con 2012. He's just a fucking rock star. And if you look closely, in the right-hand aisle, second guy he high-fives, standing next to Woody. Absolutely. It was. I couldn't get there in time. Couldn't get there in time. But, you know... You know, you push those kids out of the way. Uh, I mean, you know, but they, they fucking cling. Yeah, they do. The little fucking, you, you know, and then you just got to use your elbow because your hands are sore. Anyway, great stuff. Yeah. Just like entrance. a fucking rock god. And so was was that your Iron Man? Because I have a follow-on. Oh, do you? Iron Man if... Okay. Oh, well, you're going to reveal? Are we going to talk about the big reveal? Ben Kingsley. Absolutely. Has been confirmed as the Mandarin. Mm. I mean, he was always in it, yep. and they were always very cagey about whether or not he was the going to be the Mandarin. But, yes. He is. He is. It's done. And the extremist armour. 
Yeah, which, which looks better. It looks awesome. And I'm the extremist a... story is just yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's beloved. It's yeah, it is beloved by comic book. I know. Nerds. I know, and I feel like such a fucking traitor for going fucking nanotechnology. Yeah, it's in his bones. Anyway. We'll see. Midichlorians. Midichlorians, <laughs> yeah, there you go. This fucking, yeah. But anyway, like, who gives a fuck? It's Robert Downey Jr. It's Iron Man 3. Yeah. You know we're going to see it. Oh, um, I... There's no question. There's no question at all. Um, that was pretty much my news yep. for, um, for whatever. I've got one last thing, yep. uh, a bit of TV news. Yes. Stars, the network that gave us and is giving us Spartacus. Mm-hmm. So not shy of... Titties and bush and cock, yep. uh, and blood and blood and just full on. It's mm. you know HBO draws the line at some of the stuff that, that they do. They said, "Oh, that's a bit full on." The, one of the producers of Spartacus and J. Michael Straczynski mm. are developing a Dracula TV show for the Stars Network. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Expert commentary provided there by Woody. Coming through the super <laughs> Okay, that's good. Yeah, Michael Straczynski, because he wrote um, he wrote Thor, didn't he? He was yeah, he was, he was a writer, writer on, on Thor on that. Um, mm. Obviously, Babylon Five. Yeah. he's written and but some of his comic stuff is mm. apparently I haven't read a lot of it, but is apparently really well yeah, yeah, received. He's, like he's he, he did a great run on Superman. Yeah, his Spider Man is meant to be one of the best mm. recent Spider Mans, but. I mean, I liked Babylon 5. I still haven't finished it. But he writes dialogue for the screen like a comic book. Yeah. It, which and works little, if it's a comic book movie. Yeah. And those little speech bubbles get fucking annoying. It does. If this is... I mean, you know how fucking over-the-top Spartacus is. Mm. It's, you know, just nuts. This could work with... You know, because they're not shows that you watch for dialogue. Sure. But... What are we going to see? What are they going to tell us about Dracula that we don't already know? I'm expecting a gritty reboot. He's possibly in Chicago. Um, I mean, plenty he, of I, I, I imagine he's probably a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the room. See, because Wes Craven's fucking Dracula 2000, that abortion that had Gerard Butler in it, as a premise, wasn't the worst thing I'd ever heard in my life but uh, there's a movie it was just fucking yeah. awful and it prior to that I pretty much watched anything vampiric um, and then after that I went Kimber- I could, Kindred the Embraced yeah Kindred the Embarrassed <laughs> um, basically it was John Carpenter's Vampires and Dracula 2000 mm. that have I knew well I didn't watch the Twilight series for other reasons but mm. I've yet to give Prior to that, I probably would have given the Twilight series a go just because it's got vampires yeah. in it. I just don't do that anymore. Yeah. You still watch True Blood, though. Well, because it's got boobs in it. It's the bold and the beautiful <laughs> with boobs. It's the best so, of two worlds. So two of your favourite things. I know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Chomp. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. See, I, I really liked the Gary Oldman Dracula. Yes. That, well, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, it's, it's just... That's, a, I think, a classic yeah. of the... I wouldn't say of the genre, but a classic movie of its of its own. Mm. I enjoyed that movie, yeah, and I don't, I don't, don't think there's been many good vampire movies made since that. Yeah, there was the Australian. There's a Daywalkers. Daywalkers, yeah, which wasn't bad. Yeah, it was okay. I've watched that sort of 
on the peripheral of what I was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, but as long as they stay with, you know, some central tenets of vampiness, yeah. like, you can only come out at night, you yeah. can't go in the sun and fucking sparkle. However. Sorry, inside voice. If I can just, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the book, Bram Stoker's Dracula, I'm pretty sure he could go out in the day. He was just powerless. It's only Nosferatu, the silent movie, that mm. the sun kills him. But I don't want to be I don't want to be a cunt. No. You will be. I will. But it's been a long time since I read it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that's... And I'm yeah. happy... You and, know what? and that works because you're not people, a pe- vampire. People are on the fucking treadmill right now at a Holiday Inn Express and they're yelling into the fucking... into the thing going, you fucking twat. Dracula can't go out in the sun. But uh, I hope you trip. That's all I'm saying. Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> reviewing Ted. Ted is the first live action film from Family Guy and American Dad creator Seth MacFarlane. Starring Seth MacFarlane, Mark Wahlberg and <sighs> Mila Kunis. Even her name is sexy. It is. Yeah. John Bennett is an eight-year-old boy with no friends. He isn't even allowed to play beat up the Jew. <laughs> One Christmas he's given a teddy bear by his, by his parents and just got a quick shout out to Ralph. to our, our good, good friend and mentor, Ralph Garman. He's given a teddy bear who he names Teddy, who he absolutely loves. He takes it everywhere and he finally feels like he's got a friend. One night, he wishes that Ted was real so that they could be friends forever. Wakes up the next morning and discovers that his wish has come true. Ted is a walking, talking, living teddy bear. Flash forward 27 years... And young John has grown up into Mark Wahlberg, a no-hoper with a dead-end job, but an impossibly hot girlfriend in the form of Laurie, played by Mila Kunis. His best friend is still Ted, who has grown up into a drinking, pot-smoking, foul-mouthed little creature voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Ted lives with John and Laurie and is becoming a strain on their relationship, because John is refusing to grow up, preferring to watch Flash Gordon and smoke bongs with Ted. Other characters that play a role are Laurie's boss, Rex, played by Community's Joel McHale, John's potentially gay co-worker, Guy, Patrick Warburton, and the very, very creepy Donnie, Giovanni Ribisi, mm-hmm. and his even creepier son, Robert, who have some unkind designs toward Ted. Plot-wise, not a lot to, to talk about. Really, it is a movie about a guy and a filthy... Foulmouth teddy bear. Sorry. Does, does Siri need to help us with this review? <laughs> Sorry. What did you think of Ted, Siri? <laughs> Sorry. It was an accident. This trailer hit when this trailer came out. It was the 
funniest fucking thing mm. we had seen for years. The Thunder Song, all of that. The, the concept of Ted being this filthy, potty-mouthed thing was, was just genius. I was concerned that having been a, an animated director and a d- director of animation is probably a better way to put it, mm. that he wouldn't be able to transfer into the filmed medium very well. This is not a badly directed film. It's quite nicely shot. It's not spectacular. It's not going to win awards for cinematography. But it's not as bad as you could as you could hope. It's not, we're going to shoot in this scene now and then go to this scene. Some of the stuff that happens is quite well done. So visually, it's quite it's quite good. The other fear was that you'd seen all the funny bits in the trailer. With a really funny trailer, that's always a that's always a risk. While most of what was in the trailer was, you know, the better bits of the film, there were enough surprises in there and legitimately laugh out loud funny moments to keep this film going. Mila Kunis, uh, I mean, we could, mm, we, yeah. should. <laughs> we should, we really should. She's, she's fucking gorgeous. Let's, you can't take anything away from that. And you'd watch her do just about anything. She's okay in this as the you know as the of the straight man yeah effectively yeah to uh to Johnny to John and Ted's little duo the Flash Gordon stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> was just because you know Queen's getting some mad royalties from this it, it did seem to be just a film that was sort of going from set piece to set piece from set up to set up yeah. without a whole lot of connective tissue you did get emotionally invested a little bit at the end the the drama with Giovanni Ribisi that was that was just creepy as fuck but you actually care I mean I I didn't shed a tear I I'm hoping to Christ you didn't shed a tear but there was there was a moment there where you know you 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 feel a bit of something when when shit goes down but this is really Seth MacFarlane's movie and it's nothing that Seth MacFarlane fans haven't seen before not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you you have a fair idea what you're going to get by the trailer and having watched any Family Guy. There were a couple of particular highlights. The fight scene in the hotel was just, <laughs> was, was just awesome. And props to Mark Wahlberg for, for really putting himself into it because, you know, he, he just would have been doing that on his own. Yeah. And he did a, a fairly good with job. A, with a stuffed bear. Yeah, with a fake stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. So that was quite a that was quite an enjoyable enjoyable thing. Some of the supporting characters did add some some nice some nice flavour. Patrick Warburton's guy was just Patrick Warburton. Mm. You know, it's um, the narration from Patrick Stewart was was really funny. It it was a movie that Seth MacFarlane made with a bunch of his mates. Yeah, uh, it really does have that feel. And on that level, it works. It's not going to live on with, you know, Anchorman and those sorts of movies as the greatest comedies of all time. If you see it as a cheap Tuesday or hire it as, as a video store, have a couple of have a couple of drinks. If a if a cone's your particular thing, have a couple of cones. You'll laugh your ass off. But it's forgettable but silly fun. So I'm gonna give it two and a half and if you are listening, Mila, that doesn't mean I don't still love you. <laughs> yeah, look, 
To me, the funniest part of the entire film was a 41-year-old Mark Wahlberg trying to pass off as a 34-year-old because he's an old-looking 41. And Mila being 28, it just a bit... I, I didn't see it. I didn't feel the chemistry. I think, for the most part, I don't necessarily disagree with what you said. However, I think that it was basically a poor live-action version of Family Guy. I thought the establishing shots where they were out, you know, now we're going to this apartment, now we're going to that. I kept hearing in my head the that... Um, the, do, 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 do. And they did a little bit of that too. That yeah, the same, the same music was so. And the fight scene was just a chicken fight. I mean, it was good. It was very funny. Did have some pretty violent moments in it. The the side kicking of of the the bear and it was such a flash moment. But he when he kicks the bear and you can see the bear flattens because it's a stuffed animal. Like <laughs> and his foot goes right through it. But for me, to be honest, the the jokes missed. I think they missed far more than they hit. I'd only ever seen the trailer once, and I did remember the trailer being very funny. I thought Ralph Garman's um, Jesus H. Fuck <laughs> was pretty funny. And Alex Borstein, there's the wife. Yeah, yeah you're right. And the, there's just pretty... Probably the, the standout scene for me were the two bits. In fact, only really the one bit, which was the, the Mila Kunis uh, cleaning up the apartment with Mark Wahlberg giving a direction. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, to me, I was really, I was kind of disappointed. I went and saw it on a cheap Tuesday. I saw it with my wife who cackled all the way through it. She thought it was, was, was very funny. However, having said that, she is the sort of person that will piss her pants laughing all the way through a movie. And then when you're walking out afterwards, you say, oh, so you like that? She'd go, oh, it's okay. And that's usually when I stab her in the fucking throat with a fork. I love you, baby. So, but she she's kind of enjoyed it. But you're right about being forgettable. I pretty much forgot. I was trying to write the review, and it's the first time ever I've not gone straight home and made some notes. And I my review is suffering for it because I can barely remember the fucking thing, and I only saw it last night. I'm giving it more one star as a, as a movie. I just I just was bored, mm. and as I said, uh, it was pretty much a fairly ordinary live action version of a of a ordinary family guy episode that's it for me to be honest i just yeah. didn't it just didn't gel it just didn't it was no shame it was a shame it was no shame oh, oh nice. yeah see that was good yeah not bad not bad all right yeah. and and now for our, our second surprise yeah. review a little independent film <laughs> little, didn't get much in the release just, just snuck just wasn't on my radar at all yeah the, completely uh, blindsided me of course we're joking we're talking about the dark knight rises the much anticipate has there been a more anticipated film in no. the history of film? No, I just I, I mean I don't believe that there has been. No, I mean everyone wanted to know what happened at the end for Return of the Jedi. Everybody was interested in well, a few people were interested in Sith. You know, pe- people came in in droves to see Avengers, but this movie, I mean, is is just the most anticipated film I think possibly in the history of film. Yeah, it. Uh, it's a pretty spectacular film. Look, I'm going to get into it pretty much straight away. Dark Knight Rises, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher and Jonathan Nolan, the brothers who have joined together to dry, uh, uh, write such things as The Dark Knight, The Prestige, and, of course, this one. All-star cast, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy, Marianne Cotillard, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the inimitable Morgan Freeman. An all-star cast, it, it, and let's just get straight into it. The scene is set very early on. It's eight years since the events of The Dark Knight, 
and the city is safer than ever, thanks to what appears to be a rather draconian piece of legislation, the Patriot Act, I'm sorry, the Dent Act, which is named in honour of Harvey Dent, who, unbeknownst to everybody but Commissioner Gordon, Oldman, and Bruce Wayne, Bale is a venerated hero and a hero that Gotham has, but not the one it needs. Batman has been labelled a fugitive, and while has, whilst having not been seen for eight years, he's still on everyone's minds, in one form or another. Bruce Wayne has become a Howard Hughes-esque recluse, having not have been a part of society for at least the past four years of that eight-year trip. At a party at Wayne Manor celebrating Harvey Dent Day, as we see the elite of Gotham pat themselves on their back for the Dent Act and the relative safety, it's here we meet Selina Kyle, Anne Hathaway, as she absconds with Bruce Wayne's mother's pearl necklace from the first film. Bruce lets her go, securing the knowledge that tracking device and the necklace will bring her to him. Here the plot moves very quickly. Interspaced in the prologue is a stunning mid-air rescue of the mysterious Bane, Hardy, who I have to say speaks with an accent that sounds like Sir Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart attempting to out-enunciate each other at 30 paces through a scuba mask. We meet the idealistic John Blake, Gordon Levitt, who is an orphan beat cop that truly cares and who has deduced Batman's true identity and implores Batman to return. We have an electrifying meeting between Bruce and Selina, where she cautions Wayne that the Occupy Wall Street movement, I'm sorry, that a storm is coming and that he'd best watch out. Him and his lot, rather, had best watch out. There is an amazing brazen daylight attack on the Gotham Stock Exchange by Bane, which prompts the triumphant return of Batman, with a goosebump-raising uh, musical liet motif as Batman rides into action on the oh-so-awesome Batpod. This ultimately leads to the inevitable showdown between the Bat and Bane, Fans of the comic book series already know the outcome of this confrontation, though I must confess seeing it on the big screen was just amazing. I'm skipping over so much here because this movie is just staggering in its scope with so much exposition that each character is apportioned a part of the story to reveal with varying degrees of success. Interestingly, Batman has less screen time in this film than the other two, although we have plenty of Bruce Wayne moments, including the very emotional scenes between him and Alfred, Michael Caine, where we believe where I believe, rather, is the heart of this movie. Alfred is terrified that Bruce Wayne's death wish will consume him and he cannot be a part of it. These scenes, and without giving anything away, are truly touching and Kane emotes the fuck out of it with a sort of easy grace that in lesser hands would just be pure schmaltz. This film accelerates in the third act and by the final reel is just redlining. Anyone who spoils this ending for you is an unmitigated cunt. This isn't just the, oh... She's a Chick spoiler from The Crying Game. This is something that ends a trilogy in such a way that you can't help but give a bittersweet cheer. Batman Begins, unsurprisingly, sees Batman finding his way. The Dark Knight is Batman at the height of his powers, but The Dark Knight Rises sees a broken Batman, directionless and without the seething anger that fueled his motivation. This is a boy who is a man who doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. The film is fairly blunt in its political agenda. I think that Nolan skates pretty close to the edge of being preachy, but his deft hand with the action and the holy shit that's fucking awesome scenes remind you that it's still a comic book movie. It's still a lot of fun despite the darkness. It's a thought-provoking finale to a trilogy which, in my opinion, is every bit as good as the preceding two. It's a long film, clocking in at 2 hours 44 minutes, but I've seen it twice in as many days and I can say there was not one moment in either viewing where I thought, oh, come on already. I'm giving this film four and a half stars. Okay. You I hated was, it, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't hate it. 
I was quite disappointed really in it and I yeah I felt it was a, a bit of a, a letdown so I we're, we're actually it. seeing the end of the A Couple of Bricks podcast we, right now this, is, this is it I, I saw it as part of the marathon I, and I want to see it again after giving it a bit of breathing space two reasons I just come off Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and it was you know by the end of it, it was fucking three o'clock on a school night. Mm. So I'm going to give it another shot, but I think this movie was flawed in in a number of ways. What was good was very very good, but there were some some fundamental issues that I had that, frankly, I expect better from someone of Nolan's caliber. I don't think there's issue. I don't believe there are issues with the direction. I think the direction was top notch, and he is an exceptional director. And I think he, you know, will be up there as like the Hitchcock of his age. But I, I had some real issues with with the script and with the story. We'll try and be not yep. spoilery, yep. because this is a movie that people do do need to see, and it's gonna mm. be it's gonna be fucking monstrously huge. There was. Okay, Bane. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's you know this shadowy secret figure. You know, as part of you know the group that he's a part of, or mm. you know, without again without being spoilery, yeah. doing his on his secret mission. But a couple of times, it's you know to characters that shouldn't know. It's like, oh, what's Bane doing? Oh, he's doing this. Oh, take me to Bane. Oh, okay, with no. Yeah, with no something. explanation of why they know that yeah. or how they could possibly know that. Mm-hmm. So, the... Yes. I mean, there, there was plenty of exposition in this film, but there were, there were moments where it just seemed just to jump too rapidly mm-hmm. for... To, to make real sense and to, be, to yeah. be believable. I thought the... The MacGuffin mm-hmm. of the... Yep. The fusion yep. device was beneath Nolan. Mm. You know, it's it's not nineteen, it's not the eighties or the nineties anymore. Surely there could be something that befits a movie of this stature more than you know. Oh, there's a bomb going to go off. You know, that's it, it. That wasn't done, I think, very well. Bane's voice mm. shat me. Yeah, it was. But it seemed to be different voices. The, the, the issues that I had with Bane's voice were it changed. Sometimes, as it said, it was the, the Annunciation mm. Fest. And then in other scenes, it was a bit gravelly and yelly yeah. and, and rough. Because, and, and, and at no time did it suit the physicality mm-hmm. of Tom Hardy. And I think Tom Hardy did a, a great physical job, but it seemed like all of his stuff was overdubbed. And yeah, and yeah. the because he acts the his when all you can see is his eyes. Yeah, it didn't match what you're hearing. Doesn't match what his eyes are saying. Yeah, yeah, so, I agree with that. I agree with that. So from that point of view, I thought, and it kind of could have been anybody. It didn't. Yeah, need to it be didn't Tom have Hardy. to be Tom Hardy. Yeah, and it could have been fucking David Prowse. Yeah. So that I think was a, a bit of a, a letdown. A letdown to me. It wasn't enough Batman. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a it's a long movie, mm. 
And I go to a Batman movie to see Batman, yep. not Tales from Gotham City. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought all that stuff was was interesting and was necessary, but it wasn't... I didn't care enough yeah. about that sort of stuff because it all was just a bit rushed. And I, I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying rushed in a four-hour, in a three-hour movie, mm. but it was all just a bit rushed and put together. Something that uh, that Lee actually pointed out and so- something that I didn't really notice until I'd watched sort of the three of them back-to-back, from Begins, and it reminded me just how good a movie Begins mm. is, Yeah. You lose Gotham as a character. In Batman Begins, it's I mean it's not Tim Burton's gothic yeah. Gotham or the fucking abortion that is the Schumacher films. Yeah. In Batman Begins, there's the Narrows, mm-hmm. there's the Monorail. Yeah. You know, the So there there are things that add character to Gotham. Mm. And then in the other two movies, it might as well just be New York. It might as well just be Chicago or Pittsburgh. There's nothing that defines it mm. as a city. And I think that's actually something that I think the movie lost. Okay. Because I think, where's the, where's the train gone? True, true. But it I, did, mean, and that's, I mean, that's it a minor dis- thing. It did get destroyed in the first movie. No, one section okay. of the train got destroyed. Yeah. Like a station blew up. Mm, okay. So I think Gotham itself lost a bit of its character and I think that didn't help in the you know the resistance scenes yeah so I didn't I didn't hate this movie I didn't love it I am going to give it another another shot but yeah I was I was disappointed in it I mean no movie could ever live up to the dark knight that is an unre- that is True. an unrealistic but see, The God. Dark Knight would... I still contend, and I know we've talked about yeah. possibly this segment of, of me copying as much hate mail as possible. I still don't believe The Dark Knight would have gone anywhere near as it had had Heath Ledger not died. Yeah. I think it added something to it. Yeah. I think it. I think that accounted for a full third of its audience. Yeah. People going to see Heath Ledger's last performance. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about but even sure. terms of box office terms. <coughs> right? hmm. Even Ledger aside, and we'll never know. We'll never it's, know. It's, and it's, it's, and it's, it's impossible. It's, yeah. it's all, you know, it's academic. Mm. But I still think that The Dark Knight is close to flawless okay. as a film. So no movie following that is going... It was never going to be another Dark Knight. It couldn't... Part of that, obviously, is the, the emotional, the link with Ledger and all that mm. stuff. So I didn't go in expecting this movie to be better than that. I actually felt that this movie was a disappointment on its own terms. Okay. What mm. was there mm. was was great. I thought that Selena Kyle and Anne Bancroft, Anne Hathaway, yeah, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. I thought she was good. I okay. don't think she bought anything particularly. I see. I think she stole the entire movie. Yeah. I really did. I thought every yeah. time she was on, the, and not just because she's sex so fucking sexy. Yeah. But I just think her character, the way her her shifts, the this the slyness, the sneakiness of yeah. it, the way she first starts as the in when we first see her, and then suddenly Bruce Wayne busts her and she goes, oh, fuck it, you know, what yeah. why am I even bothering? And then suddenly her body language changed, everything changed about her, and then then when we see it sort of go a bit wrong for her in that other scene, mm. she she drops from completely in control to hysterical to right now I'm clear, now I gotta go. Yeah. I thought I honestly thought Anne Hathaway stole the fucking show. Yeah. I thought she was just spectacular. So yeah. that's interesting that yeah. 
you know, but then we're not supposed to agree on everything. No. I think, in fact, some of, some of these reviews have been pretty ball-strokey, really, that yeah. we both have liked it. Yeah. I guess what I would say, the only thing I would say is I, I've, upon subsequent viewings of The Dark Knight, I, it has lost some of its shine for me. Mm-hmm. I find a little, especially the start, I find the, the exposition about Joker is a little bit 1920s. Oh, they call him the Joker. See, why do they call him the Joker? Oh, because he wears a mask. He does, you know, like, you know, I've got to kill this person. And I yeah. just felt really, it, and it was kind of like Heat dressed up as a comic book movie, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but it, I think it forgot that it's a comic. It's about a man who dresses up yeah. as a fucking bat and runs around the city and fights crime. There's, there's, there's got to be your tongue firmly planted in your cheek, I yeah. think, for that. So that's, yeah. that's you know. The, the other thing that, and when I came out of this movie because of my feelings towards it, mm. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just completely on my own on this. Yep, yep. So I looked at some other reviews and, and some of the things that were said I completely agree with. Mm. I couldn't have articulated, as, articulated them as mm. well as they did. But Roger Ebert said... Even in the context of the other two films, there was no fun. No, in you, this movie. And now you're right. There was no this, fun. It's very. You dark. know, it's it was. Well, actually, I disagree with that because I did think there were some funny moments. But I, I understand what he's saying because I read the same review, mm. and as soon as I read it, I went, "I think I know what you're talking about." But I still found the fun in it. I found yeah. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character yeah. fun. Yeah, I, he was the highlight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And look, he was such. JGL was having the watched great him thing. as I've said now, fifty fifty that other movie, yes. which is a spectacular movie. Having watched him now back to back in yeah. Dark Knight Rises and then that fifty fifty, he is just something special as yeah. an actor. He really is. Yeah, because he um, kind of came well, not out of nowhere. He had his TV. Yeah, he's career, been now. A, he's he's got a lot of promise. If you get a chance to see a movie that is that deals with a tremendously painful subject matter. It's called Mysterious Skin. Mm. And that's where you'll truly see JGL stretch his... And he's such a young actor in that moment. I think he was still a teenager. It's a a tragic movie. It's a terrible, terrible movie. And it's it's one that's very hard to recommend. Not in the sense that shame would be hard to recommend. But Mysterious Skin, if you can deal with the subject material, which is pedophilia, Mm. it's, it's just... My cousin put me onto it. It's just such a spectacular movie. And so I understand what you're saying, though, almost yeah. relative obscurity. Yeah. But that, they are sort of digressed a little bit yeah. there. So, yeah, so yeah, he was, <coughs> I thought he was really good. Mm. Um, he was one of the highlights. I mean, obviously, Gary Oldman no. is, is always yeah. exceptional. Um, he's, he's a fucking god. Yeah. But, yeah, to me, they're not enough Batman. Mm. Well, that, I mean, even, even yeah. Bruce Wayne. I mean, the, the scenes in the pit. Yes. I mean, you see, you see, you see the jail, or whatever it is, in the trailer. So yeah, that's not the whole. What are they? That's what are not, they saying rise. Yeah, that's not giving anything that, that much away. I tell you what, I agree. I must admit now that upon reflection, whilst I enjoyed that set piece, I don't think they needed to have built it. Mm. It really seemed that it was quite wasteful. That whole thing. It, there could have been more. And I'm loath to use the term training montage. But yeah. there needed to be a montage. Yeah. If ever there needed to be a montage, there was a... Mm. And they did use, quite successfully in the other films, quick little montages yeah. to get things going. But yeah. they didn't need to have fucking Eye of the Tiger playing in the background while he did no. push-ups and sit-ups. But, yeah, know. I think that, that bit could have been compressed yeah. quite a lot. So, so I think when you're talking before, and we can't give it away, but I know exactly what you're talking about, where suddenly somebody has information that you can't possibly imagine how they have it. Yeah. And I, I must admit, the first time I saw that, I went, how the fuck would you know any of that? Mm. 
whereas I understood it the second time around, is that he's the world's greatest detective. So therefore he has resources available but to him. But he's not finding it out. He's asking... Well, yeah, but I, mean, it's, I think understand the, the, the concept of asking bleep yeah. and bleep being able to go, I'll help you, yeah. I, don't, I didn't think that was as much a longer pull mm. as the other bleep walking in saying, oh, he is... Um, this Bane character was bleep from the yeah. bleep and the bleep, you know, whereas I've under, uh, as a fan of the comics, I've yeah. understood that bleep helps yeah. Bruce Wayne out all the fucking time with that sort of information. Yeah. And I understood that. It's, and it, whereas if you say, for example, you compare it, compare it to the Dark Knight where he extracts that fingerprint off the bullet. Yeah, that was... It was just, that was just the wanky, I've got to prove that I'm the world's greatest detective. And I yeah. think they, they, they took that out and mm. put that into the... You know, look, I, I, I don't, I don't discount what you're saying, and I did read these other reviews. The first review I read when I got home was a negative review, and I thought the guy's a fucking wank. I'm like, you fucking wank. What the fuck do you know about rah rah? Mm. I, in terms of box office, sadly, because of what happened, um, the Warner Brothers have respectfully declined yeah. not to release them. They, they're certainly made available, yeah. um, and it's somewhere in 130 million yeah. so far. It's yeah. still got a day to go, technically. Mm. If ever there was a film that was supposed to knock off the Avengers, it was this one. Yeah. I don't think it will. Yeah. And I think it's the running time will have something to do with that yeah. as well. You can't show it as many times as you could show No, Avengers. yeah, you can show Avengers three more times a screen. remember, Avengers had a 2D and a 3D. Yeah. So it almost got bang, double bang for its buck. Yeah. But look, I, I, I think it's actually quite good that we... So what did you give it? So what did you give it? I gave it three. Three stars, okay. Yeah. Like I said, I do want to see it again. Yeah. When I haven't just come off the back of the double and it's not three o'clock in the morning. So then, just to, just in because you can't. I mean, the three stars for Dark Knight Rises isn't the same as the three stars for say Ted. If compare it then to okay. the Dark Knight, what did you, what would you give the Dark? Knight? I would give the Dark Knight four and a half. Okay, so you're coming in. Okay, oh that's interesting. And I, I would give Rise. I would give Batman Begins four. Yeah, Batman Begins is an underratedly good movie. Mm. That did, I mean, it made respect. I, I know I keep seem to I seem like a, a money hungry bleep, but uh, <laughs> I keep referring to box office receipts. Mm. But box office receipts are what what make movies. Yeah, and but Batman made respect. Batman Begins made respectable two hundred and five million or something yeah. like that. I mean, it did. It made it made the Avengers opening weekend. Yeah, <laughs> um, you yeah. know. So, but I mean, some of the look at something like. The Shawshank Redemption, mm. which is universally acclaimed, is it's one of my top five yeah. movies. It tanked. Yeah, absolutely. And it, the, well, it, isn't it holds the record as the most critically acclaimed flop of all times? Yeah, like because yeah. people just. But it's made it. it's made its money on DVD and Blu-ray mm. sales post yeah. post cinematic release. So I mean, the thing is, there's no other real benchmark we've got. We no. we have no yardstick no. other than box office to gauge how successful a movie no. is, but. I mean, if we're talking about success or quality, look at how much money fucking Twilight makes. Yeah, yeah granted. Yeah. Look at how much money um, Transformers Three made. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. 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 Like I, just because it made a lot of money isn't a measure of its success, but it's a measure of I think it's a measure of its. Um, its impact. It's it's yeah it's and it's how it stays in the the. The, do, we, do we say that guys do I you want to be do. a wanker you do um, alright I'll take cock firmly in hand and say <laughs> how it stays in the collective zeitgeist of the, of the thing but it's interesting I'd, 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 I would like to put a pin in this yeah. as after you see it again yeah. let's come back and, and bash well, it out let's, let's, let's duke it out let's do it in a couple more episodes yeah. 
It's almost yeah. like a, just, a mini justify. Yeah. Let's justify why I think this is possibly the best movie that's ever been made. All right. And well, you what, don't, and what, you're wrong. You know what? What we'll do, <laughs> let's expand on that. Yeah. In a couple of episodes. Yep. You tell me why you think The Dark Knight was overrated. Okay. And I'll... Let's do it. Yeah. All right. You've heard it let's, first, folks. Let's throw this shit down. Yeah. So we'll make it episode 12 or something Yeah, like episode that. 12. We'll, we'll that gives us a bit of time. Yep. Yeah. To really do it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Okay. In constant sorrow Episode oh. nine, yeah. A couple of trailers worth checking. We won't go into them yeah. too much because we're we're pushing the clock and mm-hmm. they want to clean up Hall H and we're getting kicked out. Yeah, um, the press passes only last until you know the, the the cons actually over. The man with the iron fists. Yes, written by, starring and directed by the Rizza. Yeah, of uh, of the Wu Tang Clan, <laughs> Samurai Apocalypse to his uh, to his friends yeah. in. California. Californication. It's got Russell Crowe in it. Yeah. But I don't hate it. <laughs> Looking at Russell, it's... It's got Lucy yeah. Liu in it. So that's yeah. nice too. It's... It is just a crazy, in, yeah, balls in, out, smash em action film. In the in the style uh, of the Shaw Brothers, Run Run Shaw movies and whatnot. Yeah. It looks good. Looks good. I'm happy yeah. to see that one. There has been a red band... I won't call it a trailer, but a red band clip released of Dread. Yeah, yeah. Which is just slow mo. Yeah. Have you, have you? I've seen it. Yeah, it's just it's, fucking I don't know super what, gory. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know exactly what they're they're trying well, to say. The, you know, the slow mo bit mm. is the drug that there's the new drug that they're selling. So oh, what okay. that is is, and what it does is it slows down the perception of time mm. to make you. So that's why there's going to be a lot of slow mo shit. Yeah. Um, as they basically do the raid. Yeah. Which the director has, they, they've, they've confronted them about it. They've mm. said, you realise you're going to get drawings comparisons for the rate. And he's like, well, one movie was made fucking three quarters of the way across the world and we were making this movie. Dread's been in development for ages. Yes, the similarities are there and that's a bit unfortunate, but Dread has always had block wars. It's always had that sort of yeah. thing. So he's not overly worried about it. He doesn't think anyone thinks they're going to be ripping off the raid right. because they've both been in development yeah. for whatever. But anyway. But the comparisons will be drawn... Interesting, a, a little, it's not really news, um, which is why it's at the end of the show and not at the beginning of the show. The director has been, of Dread, has been banned from the editing suite. Oh, really? Because of apparently some conflicts he's having with the producers and they oh. don't want him. So, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, this Dread, who knows. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want to see, I yeah. can't wait to see it. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. But check it out. We'll throw it up on the website. Yep. www.acoupleofpricks.com And just, yeah, on that yes. one too, we'll throw up Compliance up there as well. Independent film called Compliance. Check it out. It's I, it's going to be my tip for the shame yep. style. Great movie. Greatest mm-hmm. movie of 2012. All right. Um, it's got a lot of prom- promise to it. But yeah, until then, follow us on Twitter. I'm ACOP Woody. ACOP Nate. 
coupleofpricks.com, we did that one. Yep, pricks at a coupleofpricks.com yep. for, uh, for feedback and good mail. And go fuck yourself at a coupleofpricks.com for uh, shit we're not going to read. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's us for another another week. Another week. Episode another big episode. Episode nine in the bag. Fuck. Yep. Man, we're, getting, we're getting good at this shit. Yeah, I know. We're, well, we're becoming regular. Yes, we're 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 like we're a little our brand. we're like a little daily dose of metamucil <laughs> is what we are. Do you ever look at if you ever notice when you walk past because I have a, a baby, I do happen to catch the nappies aisle. I do go down there yeah. quite often. The adult depends in the same aisle, and I've got to admit, I feel it's just taunting me, saying it's just a matter of time before you're back in this aisle. Okay, um, but anyway, look, that's I just me. I, I do a... walk down that aisle because, as as is pointed out, in the supermarket I apparently <coughs> get a little bit OCD because I have to walk in down the aisles yep. in the direction that I'm used to walking them down in. Otherwise, yeah. everything's just fucking backwards and wrong. And that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. And Good. people who don't do that are terrorists. Yes. And so, as, as well, I do walk down mm. that aisle, pay no attention to it. Yep. However, you know for a fact. They're going to look for those fucking depends this week. <laughs> and buy a packet just to get You know what? <clears throat> I want to try it out. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I was looking at my baby the other day, playing in the playpen, happy as a, as a, and I'll use the term baby and shit. Yeah. And this smell wafts across and she's happy and laughing and caring. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be happy? She got, what, she, she gets put to bed, she wakes up, gets fed, doesn't have to get any of her own breakfast. And, and then someone comes and, you know, plays yeah, with their date. Just <laughs> shit. Wipe, wipe me down. Yeah. I, I'm so, you kind of get the whole adult baby kink a thing, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, no, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> went a little bit off, kind of went a little bit off reservation there. <laughs> I think you touched on something that wasn't quite where I was going, but look, okay. I'm happy you know, with I, it. I'm not suggesting that I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's sign this bitch off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for another for another week. I've been Nate. I've been Woody. And where? A couple, a couple of, of bricks. Fly like birds on high, then straight to her arms.